Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. I'm here with Fabian Dietrich. And uh, is it Dietrich, Fabian, or? I, would, I was about to say that was a great pronunciation for the first try. If okay. you would be German, you would say Dietrich. So that's Dietrich. at the end. <laughs> well, well, I'm I'm Weidel or Weidel, so uh, you know I got a little German. Uh, I've got yep. a, got a chance to uh, get it get it right. So anyway, you're in Montenegro uh, today, is that right? Yes, I am. Yes. And uh, how long had uh, how long have you lived there? Oh, you know, I, it's hard to say if I live anywhere for real. You know, I was right. here the last four summers this year it's actually only my third week as i'm a free diving athlete so i usually go where it's warm and tropical and there's no currents and not much wind where the free diving can happen um, yeah. but uh, since four years i would say and so for those of y'all that are looking for a great place to live montenegro is the uh uh uh, fabian was telling me the lowest tax in europe so. yeah it's nine it's nine percent which is pretty good yeah very good yeah. So yeah. uh, there'll probably be a flood of people heading your way after this. <laughs> so it's also good if you have some cryptos and you want to outpay yeah. them without paying too much or no tax on it. <laughs> so let's talk about yeah. Uh, let you you have a we have a unique angle to approach this thing, and that is like you said that you never looked at business as a way of uh, wanting to go for financial success a recognition or achievement, what you wanted to do it, use it as a means to an end. And I think there's a lot of people that would agree with that concept. And it, it does inform you to do a lot of the right things. If you get that clear in your mind from the beginning, I want to do this thing. I want to do it. You know, like we were talking, unless you do it big, unless you do it successful, you're not going to create any means to any other ends. You know, you're always going to be groveling around. And I think it's the people are not really thinking about uh, wanting the business to pay off, you know, and like where they get mad when it doesn't get paid off and they change things, you know, they think like, well, I'll just keep grinding it out. But when, when you've got bigger and better things down the road you want to get to, uh, you want to be insistent. It makes you insistent that what I'm doing right now works. You know, I don't want to waste my time just spinning my wheels. I've got to get see some results. And uh, when you do see those results, it creates. Uh, when we we created our business, we wanted to create the thing where you could create as much discretionary time and discretionary money as possible, as fast as possible. Where you had time, you had money. Uh, to do the things, the extra things you wanted to do in your life. And you weren't, you know, like a slave to the company where you make a lot of money, never have any time, or, uh, you know, your work, you know, you never have any money come out of it either. So what, uh, how did you get started on this track right from the beginning? <laughs> so, I have to say, most of the things that happened to me in my life, they just sort of fell from heaven. I was living, I was traveling, I was an adventurer. Since I'm 20, I traveled for more than a decade. I lived in different countries and I just tried everything, not just in business. Um, I, I usually didn't plan too much. 
you know, and, and if you ask me how I, how I got into my current business, it, I had malaria in Gabon. I was with delirium in bed and I thought I have not a penny left. What am I going to do? And then I Googled the coolest job of the world. And two weeks later, I was wearing a business suit and was in London being a consultant for uh, Zendesk, which is a pretty big company based in San Francisco. And after a year at Zendesk, I created my own sort of company delivering service for Zendesk and, and for other companies. But it, it, it was totally random. You know, I lived my life based back then. I lived it based on the philosophy that I always would choose the the option that has the most anecdotal value. So if in Gabon, they would have said, hey, do you want to be the CEO of a gorilla park? I would have said yes too, because it was a cool story. And, yeah. you know, applying for a job, not even sending a resume or a cover letter, and then being invited to the interview in London, it's from the malaria deliriums just was a great story. So I said, yes, let's do it. Let's see how far I can push it. And then I ended up have actually having that job. You know? And so, what did you, what, what were the most radical things you learned from that? That was a big radical, different lifestyle, environment, whatever. And what were the things that you can recall, uh, you really learning from that experience, like right off the bat, the people you're around, the situations you're in. You know, what, I, I, you I was know. driving a car from Berlin to South Africa. I, I crossed all Africa in a car. And many times I slept next to the car at some police station at the Cameroonian-Nigerian border, let's say. And Africa was the best preparation for the business world because there's no rules how to cross Africa in a car. There's no rules how to pass the border posts and deal with the police. It's all you have to come up and improvise with solutions in the, mo in the moment. And when I then came into London from sleeping outside next to the car in Africa in some jungle, to wearing a suit and going to a meeting with, you know, uh, Marks and Spencers um, on my third day, it was the same thing. There was a problem. I had no solution for it because a good startup obviously solves the problem in a new way that where there's no manual for. And I had to improvise, you know, and that was this, the, the Africa was, was the best preparation for that traveling. For me, was the, the streets of the world were the best preparation and the best university I could have, you know, gone through. <laughs> and so, what did you? I'm going to follow this. I'm going to stay on this for a minute. So, what did you? How long did it take you to realize this is a similar thing that I've been going through? I'm just doing it in a more civilized environment now. Thinking yeah, you know, it, it was coming up with solutions. Yeah. I mean, Zendes at that time had 60 people, right? And I was one of the first employees. I was maybe the, let's say, 80s employees, and now it's 6,000 people. So it was also a good company to be at, a good time to be at. But on my third day, my boss said, hey, you're here three days already. Let's go to your first meeting with James from the sales team. And I went to a meeting with Marks and Spencers and James from the sales team and me are in one of these black London caps. And I'm saying, hey, what am I supposed to do in that meeting? And James said, you know, I'm the salesperson, you're the technical expert. So whenever the client has a question, you answer it because you know. And I'm like, it's my third day, James. I don't know. And he said, well, if you don't know, you just say, with a little bit of tweaking, we can do it. And that's what I said. You know, and then when I, I went back to the office and I found out how to do that little bit of tweaking, and I said that over and over again, promising the client features that we didn't even really have at that time. But then I went back into the office and I had the time to research and dig myself into it and, and de 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 deliver what I promised. 
So it was like learning by doing all the time. It was absolutely being thrown in the cold water, figuring everything out of um, by myself. And I think they employed me because they knew I could do that. You know, but the, the CEO at one point when I left, he said, we knew you were a little bit weird. That's why we employed you, you know, because that's start. If, if there's a new startup, that's exactly the best mindset to have where you are not like sitting around waiting for someone to tell you what to do or to, you know, what you learned in university, which didn't serve me nothing at, at that position. But you kind of, you, you just wing it. You come up with a solution no matter how. Now, what set you out on the trip uh, by car from the top of Africa to South Africa? What You thought that would be a great story if I can do this and not get killed along the way? Uh, is that Yeah, sort of. I mean, it's not like there the adventure started. My whole life, even before that, was just a chain of random events. But to answer that particular question, I was studying computer, um, something like psychology masters. I, I found it very boring. There was nothing I was learning where I thought, I can, can I apply this to the real world? I thought, no. But I had some friend who was in a conference for a programming language. That conference cost like $800 per day to be there. And there's obviously free food included. So the guy, my friend was like, hey, I sneaked into that conference to eat the free food. And I was like, okay, I'm coming. So I'm, I sneak into that conference to get the most expensive food from my, on my plate, you know, because I'm from a from a rather low income background. So salmon it was. And there was a headhunter slash recruiter standing next to me asking me if I had experience with that programming language. And I said, yes, I do which was not specifically true, but that's how I got my first job as a student. You know, two days per week, I was like working as a, pro a developer. Now, from then on, I went from startup to startup. And on one afternoon coming out from one of those startups in Berlin, there's this long-haired guy who's playing a guitar. As you can see, I have like six guitars here in the background. I, I love playing guitar. And he had especially the, like exactly the model that I was about to, to buy. And I was like, it turned out he was Spanish and I speak Spanish. And I was like, hey, can I try the guitar? And he said, yes. And while I was playing, I was playing like Bob Dylan's Like a Rolling Stone. He um, told me that he just came back from Africa um, because four years ago, he figured out that he can buy a car in Barcelona, drive it down to Gambia and sell it. A Mercedes 190 is what the taxis are made of. In, uh, the Most of the taxis are Mercedes 190 in Gambia. So then he figured out he can sell the taxi in, in Gambia for three times the price that he buys them for in Barcelona. And with that money, he would just stay another year in Africa. And whenever he ran out of money, he would just go back to Barcelona, buy another car, drive it to Gambia and sell it. So I was like, what? Is that not dangerous? And he said, no, man. And then we went to dinner and he taught me like some phrases in Arab to say to the police. And I was like, I totally want to do that because Africa was always a question mark. You know, I was a backpacker before I was in South America. and in Asia and in, in, in Morocco many times, but Africa in the backpackers world is like this, oh, is that not dangerous? So driving a car through Africa sounded just the best thing to do. And it, and it was, it was amazing. And uh, uh, any close calls on that adventure? I had crazy, I had a, I had in Nigeria, somebody sabotaged my car and they didn't want to unsabotage it, but pretending it was just broke and they wanted money to fix it. And, you know, I'm very stubborn. I, I don't pay money for um when it's an obvious scam like i would rather die than paying that money so i had very long hair and a beard and and they said i look like jesus and then i said something like you know if, if you leave me here because they were saying the gang boys will come and kill me i was like if the gang boys come and kill me then you don't go to heaven and that kind of worked 
<laughs> so they put this thing back in and, and then it was already like, it was right before Lagos. I was in a seven hour traffic jam. There was dubious people everywhere. Um, there was legless beggars on roll on, on skateboards knocking on my window. It was, it was not easy. And, and then I arrived finally in Lagos and, sl and then I was arrested. You know, lots of things happened, but um, no close call. It was uh, amazingly safe. Um, I trusted that nothing, nothing can really happen to me. You know, the, the worst thing that could happen to me was that they steal my car and my stuff. But that wasn't too bad. Like I knew I would not in, be in, in, in a life danger. I knew that. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealamwinning.com. Thanks for listening.